and a good afternoon to you. Thank you so much for being with us, and it's finally here. After 51 weeks of preparation and planning and waiting and praying, Sherathon uh, is coming up this weekend. Yeah, and so to God be the glory, and uh, we're we're praying that it that it's to His glory. We're praying that everything that's done is to His glory. And so looking forward to seeing a lot of folks we haven't seen much lately. Looking forward to the Fellowship of the Saints and some great music, great preaching, some good food, and just a time of coming apart and unplugging from the world and just enjoying the things of God for a little while. Yeah, that's this coming, starting, well, it starts Sunday morning here is our, is our, uh, ramp-up service uh, at 11, Brian McBride, and then the phones open at 4 o'clock, walk-ins open at 4, uh, they start playing about 5.30, and then uh, we start service at 6, the rally service, got several churches coming to be with us, and we're looking forward to that, it's going to be a great time, we are excited, and I hope that you are, I'm taking questions this afternoon, particularly about Sherathon. So we're not going to stray off into current events if we can keep from it, okay? We'll talk primarily about Sherathon today. Yesterday, uh, I devoted all the time pretty much to what was going on. And so, uh, yeah. And somebody said, well, it turned out it was just a, it was no, it was no threat. Well, <laughs> you know, that's what they told us in World War II also. But... Uh, they were they were editing the news in those days. Yep. And so there was a lot more went on than we were told. A lot more went on than we were let know. And I know I know for a fact that a whole lot of what takes place is never mentioned, uh, especially coming from foreign countries. Yeah. And so just just saying that uh, it could be it could have been natural. It could have been. Uh, a mistake, it could have been uh, an attack. You just don't never know. That's the problem. All right, let's look at traffic right quick. So I-26 is good this afternoon. I-40 is better. We were earlier, it was clogged up, and you're pretty good until you get to the gorge. We're looking at the uh, the, uh, the weekend uh, going to Gatlinburg and uh, Pigeon Forge and all the other places, Sevierville and I'm trying to get you there. And so the wait this afternoon, it's not even a five-minute delay westbound, I-40. That's a good thing. All your roads are open leading into, uh, as a matter of fact, even the uh, Foothills Parkway is now open. 339, that's open. Going over into Cosby, if you cut across. So all of that's open. The only real slowdowns that I'm seeing and it's just it's just normal traffic I mean it's just the five o'clock traffic in Pigeon Forge other than that everything's good even Gatlinburg is not bad today you know Gatlinburg's always bad midnight it's Gatlinburg's bad midnight every night you know it's always bad but stop and go but not today everything's good so yeah all traffic everything going that direction and minimal delays in the gorge thank you thank you DOT we appreciate that Asheville's looking good, no issues. Well, let me take that back. Uh, the only issue we have is the bridge. It's busy today, westbound. 
I'm showing a wreck on 191. Okay, so trying to figure this out where exactly that's at. That's not where I think it is, obviously, because it couldn't be. It couldn't be there. Aha. Uh -huh. It's at the farmer's market. Okay. So there's a wreck at the stoplight at the farmer's market. They're off of 40. It's got the ramp backed up. If you're going east on 40, getting off at the, getting off at the farmer's market exit, there's, it's right there in that intersection. And it's got some things backed up right there, okay? And, uh, well, right, right in there somewhere. It's backed up two or three places now that I look at it. But it's right in that intersection all right, at the farmer's market. All right, getting off of 40. Everything else is moving, not very quickly on the bridge, but everything else is moving here this afternoon. Another wreck reported over on 40. I think that cleared. I think that's old because uh, earlier it was pretty bad, but it has cleared up, looks like, to me. Uh, but there's been another one. <laughs> okay, so another wreck, and this time it's just past the Canton exit, the West Canton exit. It's on I-40 between... Uh, the West Canton exit and uh, the the split, the 74 split, is right in there, and it's got traffic backed up. That has just happened. That, that's that's yeah, that's just happened. And uh, <laughs> the wait has gotten a little longer there in the construction. Still not bad, but the wait is a little longer than it was when I started this thing. Yeah, it, yeah, it. it it's amazing how quickly the traffic can change. It goes to bunching up. sure does. Jump, jump off right quick. Greenville-Spartanburg for a Friday. You're in pretty good shape. Uh, you got your normal slowdowns, the normal places, but for the most part, things are good. There's a wreck on I-26 westbound down in below Roebuck, down in below 221 there at Moore. And it is, if you, if you were to, in the city of Woodruff, if you, if you went due east, and you can't, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about it as a crow flies. So in the city of Woodness, due east over toward Nesbitt Shoals Nature Park, right there is where that wreck's at. And it's got traffic backed up on, uh, they're moving, but it's it's slow. It must be one lane on I-26 westbound in below Roebuck. All right. Well, let's see what's going on. We have had uh, a few showers still trying to hang out in the area this afternoon. And... Uh, they're coming in out of Tennessee, and they're still, uh, but most of them are not making it across the mountain. Uh, we have about 36% humidity, so we're probably absorbing some of it as it comes into a drier air mass. Uh, the Asheville Airport reporting 56 with a north-north wind at 14. I've, I've been feeling that today at times, and it's been, uh, it's been nice, but not nice enough not have a jacket. Yeah. And uh, so the pressure, 29.6, drop off to GSP, and we're 7 degrees differential and 63 degrees, but they're gusting as high as 22 out of the north-northwest, and that's also the way the precipitation's coming in. And But they're at 29% humidity, so again, a lot of it may be on the radar, but it's not probably not hitting the ground. Now, there have been some mean little storms down around Columbia. They've had hail this afternoon and had a number of reports of hail. This is a little secondary system that's, that's sagging south uh, through uh, Tennessee. And uh, there are, uh, believe it or not, there's winter weather advisories out for 
the uh, the Tritown area of uh, of East Tennessee. So if you're going to Gatlinburg, uh, you're talking about winter weather advisory until 7 p.m. tomorrow, and that is for uh, Blount County. It's also for Sevier County, and it goes all the way up to Cock County. And those are the Tennessee mountain counties touching North Carolina. That is for tonight, yeah. And, of course, we're dropping off cold tomorrow night. We are uh, uh, going to drop on down. Tomorrow is going to be it, it's, it's going to be decent. Got a little slight chance of a shower. 52 tomorrow. 35 tonight, 52 tomorrow. But tomorrow night, windy and cold, 24 degrees, and 30 mile an hour gust. It's going to seem real cold after being as warm it is, as it has been. So let's just see if we can look at the what it looks like for the week of Sherathon. So sunshine and, and 54 for Sunday. Uh, Sunday night, 37. Uh, for Monday, 66. Monday night, 45. Tuesday, 62. Chance of showers moving in late, 52 for the low. 40% on Wednesday, 65. 40% Wednesday night, 39. 30% on Thursday, 51. 40% on Thursday night, 35. And 40% on Friday uh, with a high of 54. Somebody said, well, now, what, what, what does rain do, do to the Sherathon? Does that hurt the Sherathon? It's going to rain. Well, it makes it a little messy. But it actually, <laughs> it kind of gives us a captive audience. If it's all pretty and nice, people are out, you know, working, doing things. And so uh, we, and I don't know that it's the case anymore, but it used to be, if we, uh, if it rained, we always cooked extra. Because it meant that all the folks that work outside weren't going to be working today. And so they'd be coming. We get a lot of folks that, uh, you know, we couldn't work in the rain. And so we'd get, the, the crowd would actually pick up uh, on the rain days. So the Lord knows what we need. And so we're, we're glad uh, for, at least it's not going to be blue, cold, or snow so far. We're glad for that. 23rd day of the month of February. And the general budget today is being sponsored by Adwina Metz. And it's an honor and thankfulness for the salvation of her great-grandchildren, Haven, D Delilah, Ruby, and Cora. And we say amen. God bless you. Appreciate Miss Metz. God bless you. The network today is sponsored in thankfulness for Christian teachers making a difference in countless lives. God bless you. Two days remain until Sherathon. Yeah, it is upon us. And anniversaries today, Dale and Betty Stevens, 44 years and Dale would like to wish his bride of 44 years a happy anniversary. He loves her very much. Dale, thank you. And Miss Betty, God bless you. God bless you. All right. Well, we do appreciate you being with us and appreciate uh, the Lord's goodness and the Lord's grace. And uh, we are going to be having a political spotlight today. We had it this morning. And we will run it again today at 6:15, as soon as the uh, FM, as soon as the AM clears, and uh, our uh, our spotlight is running for the 11th congressional district. Christian Reagan is the gentleman's name.
And so that's coming up at, at uh, 6.15, okay? And we offer those free of charge. The uh, Who's with us today? We've got folks listening in Michigan. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'd probably be better off if I could get the, get the, get the regions to alphabetize, but I don't believe they're going to do it. And so uh, maybe, maybe they will. Let's see. Nope, that didn't work too good. So, all right, so I lost my whole thing. I lost everybody I had. So that, that's not the way to do it. So let's do it the old time way. Ann Arbor, Asheville, Atlanta, Baltimore, Birmingham, Brevard, Chicago, Franklin, Gordon, Greenville, Hendersonville, Jasper, Kiez, Las Vegas. We have also with us this afternoon Lexington, Manchester, Marion, Morrisville, Mumbai, Ottawa, Plymouth, Rock Hill, Sacramento, Seattle, Toledo, Tuscaloosa, unknown listening in, listeners in Europe. Also, D.C. is with us today. Williamston rounds it out and tons of unknown U.S. Haven't seen our U.K. friends lately. I don't know where they've been, but haven't had them on now in a couple of weeks. And, uh, yeah, we, we miss you if you're not on, not on with us. Yeah, we do. We miss seeing you. Okay. Who's preaching the Sunday night share uh, Okay. This coming Sunday night, it is Brian McBride. So, and then the following Sunday night, it's Brian McBride. Yeah. If his voice holds out, Brother McBride's got two services this Sunday and two services Sunday week. And then he'll be in the 2 o'clock slot every day, Monday through Friday. So that's, that's who's preaching. As a matter of fact, let's just go ahead and tell you who the whole lineup is. So this coming Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, Evangelist Brian McBride, no Sunday school for Anchor. At 6 p.m., it's the rally service. And again, Brother Brian McBride will have the AG family and the McBride family that will be singing. On Monday, February the 26th, this coming Monday, uh, coming up uh, uh, at 10 o'clock, it'll be Pastor Scott Dean of the White Horse Heights Baptist Church in Greenville. Evangelist Brian McBride at 2 Pastor Rudy Smith at Mount Sinai Baptist in Pickens at 7. The Coates family, the Agee family, the Rogers family, the McBride family, the York family, and Adam Borden all singing on Monday. On Tuesday, February the 27th, 10 o'clock, Pastor Jimbo Seaton of the Pleasant Valley Baptist Church in Burnsville. 2 o'clock, Evangelist Brian McBride. 7 p.m., Pastor Rudy Smith, Mount Sinai Baptist in Pickens. And we'll have Eddie Connard, the Elledge sisters, the Agee family, Adam Borden, the McBride family, the York family, the Mercy Mountain Girls Home, the Lovett family, and Reggie Sadler. On Wednesday, February the 28th, at 10 o'clock, Pastor Doug Raines, the Progress Baptist Church of Hendersonville. At 2 o'clock, Evangelist Brian McBride. At 7, Pastor Rudy Smith of Mount Sinai. And on Wednesday, Adam Borden, the Thren family, the York family, the Lovett family, the Rogers family, and the McBride family. On Thursday, leap year, uh, Thursday, February the 29th, at 10 a.m., Pastor Todd Bell of the Calvary Baptist Church in Sanford, Maine, 2 p.m., Evangelist Brian McBride, 7 p.m., uh, Pastor Rudy Smith, Mount Sinai Baptist in Pickens, and a reception for all of the preachers to follow that service uh, music on Friday, on Thursday, excuse me, I'm on my day off, so scratch that 
uh, so it's one. Okay, so it's on Friday night. I, I was on Thursday, so I got ahead of myself uh, due to the date, I suppose. So, so it's Rudy Smith, and then singing that day, the Coates family, the Agee family, the Brian McBride family, the Adam brother Adam Borden, the Rogers family, and the Thren family. Now we're on Friday. Friday, March first, 10 a.m. Dr. Ben Carper, Bright Spot Hour, uh, Evangelist Brian McBride, Pastor Rudy Smith. And then we'll have the Preacher's Fellowship following the service. Eddie Connor, the Thren family, the Matthews family, Edgy family, the Reigns family, Adam Borden, the King James boys, and the Wheeler family will all be singing for us on Friday, March the 1st. On Saturday, March the 2nd, a week from tomorrow, Dr. Rick Lee of the Midway Bible Baptist Church in Brevard at 10, Young Preachers Call from the Floor at 2, and at 5 p.m., Missionary Pastor Ken Trivet of the Pine Ridge Baptist Church of the Lakota Sioux Reservation in Pine Ridge, South Dakota. And the music on Saturday will be furnished by the Elledge Sisters, Middle Cross, the Rochesters, Wheeler Family, the Rains Family, and the Youth Choir will make up. And young people come sing in the Youth Choir. On Sunday, March the 3rd, our final Sunday, It'll be Brian McBride at 10, note the time, 10 a.m. service on Sunday, March the 3rd. At 6 p.m., the, the finale service will be Evangelist Brian McBride. And singing throughout the day, the Jones sisters, the Hall family, the Agee family, the McBride family, the Marksman Quartet, and the Rogers family. I mean, a tremendous, tremendous lineup. We're so excited about it and looking forward to what God's going to do for us. And I mean that. We need the Lord to, to help us. We need the Lord to intervene and the Lord to move in. And so we are certainly uh, looking forward to that. And folks, when you come in, we have several things that uh, to claim your attention, okay? So, of course, we have our meals. And uh, we're, we'll be in the way the meals, we're not, we don't have a particular time. They'll get it ready and set, and set it out. It's kind of one of those... Uh, Eat all day type situations. That's kind of the way it works. They don't they don't serve during services, except for the critical workers who can't get away any other time. But but other than that, the cafeteria closes for services, as do the game rooms and everything else. So this is kind of give you some idea of what's what we have for everybody. So there's the bookstore, and you can come in and look through the books and things of that nature. Uh, for uh, you know we have it all the time the bookstore. We also have a, uh, a area that uh, the young people like to gather in, and uh, we call it the lounge. I think I had somebody offended by that. I didn't, I mean, I've got a lounge chair at the house. It doesn't offend me to call it that. I, I, I didn't mean to offend anybody by sitting in my lounge chair. But anyway, it's uh, an area we have, and the young people, the older teens and, and early you know, college and career, they tend to get in there and they play games and they sing and they have a big time. We also have a music room where the music, the, 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 the crew, where they tune and prepare, but we also, where some of the young people uh, can practice picking and grinning, and that's available. Of course, we'll have the academy and it will be, <clears throat> um, it's split up. We have the lounge on one side and then we'll have the soup man. And uh, so you can, Buy somebody a suit, sponsor someone a suit, and the suit man will be here once again this year. We don't get any revenues off the suit man. No, we actually, no, it actually just the opposite. And But we do it because it is a service to the listeners. I want you to have that. 
Also, we have the game room set up, and there's carpet ball and foosball and all those things. And that tends to attract uh, middle teens and younger, and they tend to enjoy that an awful lot. There's also a nursery that has uh, the closed-circuit television. About every room in the house has the closed-circuit television so you can watch, know what's going on. Also, back again this year by popular demand is the coffee shop. And the coffee shop will be open, and, we, of course, we have complimentary coffee all the time. But if you like specialty coffees as well as what they call refreshers and then uh, special things like cream soda and some of the things of that nature, they have a lavender lemonade. And they tr- I was the guinea pig on that, and it ain't bad. Uh, it's pretty good, actually. And uh, But I, I can't. I know it doesn't taste like normal lemonade, but I can't say that I, well, to be honest with you, I don't know what lavender tastes like. I know what it smells like, and it doesn't smell. There's no smell to it, but they have lavender lemonade, and so I thought that was kind of unique, and uh, yeah, that's available, and so they have a, you know, uh, there's a whole menu that's posted of all the different things they have at the coffee shop, and uh, people really, they they just they line up waiting for the coffee shop to open. It's changed. It's downstairs this year in the stairwell. And so people enjoy that a great deal. And then, of course, we have break areas all over the place, the, the downstairs. And then outside, we have the deck, uh, uh, of the under tree deck just outside of the studio here, and then the patio area. On the upper level outside of the sanctuary, there's also uh, a picnic area, a picnic shed with, with the tables, uh, break area, as well as... Uh, a, a smaller one, a single one with a single table. And folks enjoy going out there between services and fellowshipping and things of that nature. We will have the missionary displays all the way down the hallway. We also have some folks that will be selling tapes, selling books. I say tapes. I don't guess we do tapes anymore, do we? We do, uh, we do CDs, I suppose, and we do thumb drives. Yep. Well, you can tell it dates me when I say tape, doesn't it? Well, what about cutting a record? Uh, you do know that the that the where that phrase comes from, the cutting a record, cut a recording. It comes from a razor blade, a sharp needle, that uh, would turn on a smooth vinyl platter, and the sound would go into it, and it would recreate little bumps on the vinyl. And when you played that on a phonograph, it would recreate the sound. And when you got done cutting a record, the floor would be full of black shavings where the record was cut, literally. It scratched it. As it went in, it scratched it into the surface. And that's how they, that's where, it, that's, that was the early, it was not the earliest, but it was the early recording function. Yeah, that was one of the early ones. Uh, even I don't I guess that predates magnetic tape. I would say that it did. There's one even older than that. My grandmother had one. I don't know whatever happened to it, but she had a spool, and it kind of reminds you like a spool that toilet paper would come on. And you put that on a device, and you put the needle to it, and I think gravity assisted it. I don't remember if you wound it or how you did it, but it was kind of like a phonograph, but it was vertical. Instead of flat, horizontal, it was vertical. 
Yeah, it was called a spool recording. Yeah. So, well, matter of fact, way on back, there were wire recordings. I mean, that's way on back there. So, anyway. Well, and one of the things about Sherathon, I was talking about all the different things, and, and of course, we have an open house. You can go see, you know, whatever. We've got playgrounds. We have uh, all of that, and we have, if, if the weather's good, we've got ball fields and, and the like, and so kids kids enjoy Sherathon. They look forward to it every year. And if if the weather's good, well, they can get outside and play. It'll be great. And so we're encouraging folks to come and to be a part and spend as much time as you can. I got folks coming in, getting Airbnbs. I've got uh, church groups coming, getting Airbnbs, staying with us all week. Yeah, it's wonderful. And Sherathon brings a lot of business to the local area. It really does. I mean, just just the hotel bill alone is pretty dramatic. And then, uh, oh yeah, it uh, it yeah it, it it puts a pretty big good little. Uh, you know, pretty pretty good. Uh, I mean, the amount of groceries you buy and all the different things. Yeah, it does. The, between the campgrounds and the hotels and the Airbnbs and all of that, yeah, there's quite a few folks here. Yeah, that's that's a blessing. That's exciting. And again, we bless the Lord for that and appreciate what it's become. The only the Lord could have done that. We we couldn't do it. Only the Lord could have done that. And uh, we bless His name. And so. That gives you a little bit of the idea of what uh, is available and what goes on. And, and the neat part of it is the people that you hear sing on the radio year-round, you get to meet them. They're just ordinary folks. Matter of fact, pull up a chair and sit down and eat with them. They're just ordinary folk. And uh, people can't get over that. Uh, but they are. And sing like like a mockingbird. And yet they just just ordinary folk. And uh, they ain't no, they ain't no big eyes and little U's around here. It's not the way it works. And so you'd be welcome. You so I ain't never been. <laughs> that hey, listen, there's times that I don't know half the people that's here. Uh, they seem to know me, but I don't know them. That's the truth. So don't feel at all embarrassed or taken back or hesitant or whatever. No, that's not that's not the way it works around Sherathon. No, it's a, I mean, everybody's here for the same reason. And so, yeah, there, there's a commonality just in that alone. And so, yeah, we're, 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 we're blessed and, and excited about the possibility, just the fellowship of the saints. I tell you, we appreciate that so very, very much. To God be the glory. And I had somebody ask me how many people, and I never did get a count. I don't have... My wife's numbers, my wife sets up the kitchens, and I don't have her numbers. Um, I don't, I didn't get, and then Christy Norris, she's in charge of the, of the, of the radio room, the, the, the phones, and I don't have her numbers, how many people she's got coming. We've got people from all over coming in to answer the phones as far as away, they're coming as far away as from Indiana to answer the phones. So, yeah, and we have people coming in from all over the place. Uh, Michigan, Indiana. I was trying to just say, th- sit down and think. We have uh, New Brunswick, Canada coming in, be here all week. Tennessee, Georgia, South Carolina. Let me look around my mind here for just a second and see who else. So let me just give you a kind of, let me get a roll call here. So uh, let's see, Indiana, South Carolina, 
South Carolina, North Carolina, North Carolina, Mich uh, Maine, uh, South Carolina, North Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, North Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, 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 South Carolina, North Carolina, North Carolina, New Brunswick, Canada, North Carolina, South Carolina, South Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Indiana. Yeah, and that's not all. That's just part. Uh, I said Michigan, didn't I? I think it did. So, yeah, that's just part. So, hallelujah. And that it takes a quite a crowd. I guess when it's all said and done, and I'm just going to throw out a number I don't know for sure. Uh, and and uh, some of them volunteer for an hour, and then some will be here every day. But if you counted everybody all together, we are probably looking upward of 200 folk that it takes to put on Sherathon. And some of that's mopping the floor, some of it's carrying out the trash, but about it's going to be probably upwards pushing 200 people. Not, they won't all be here all week, but all together, when all said and done, probably pushing 200 folk. And so uh, we say hallelujah. Uh, they get that many folks together and get to, can agree on anything. Isn't that something? That's amazing. Well, uh, I, I wanted to take just a, just a minute and kind of, kind of regress a minute. Let's kind of go back in time. So most of you know this, but I thought I'd remind you. The uh, we are oh, and well, I got I got departments now starting to send in what theirs are. I got thirteen indi different individuals just in video. Just videos thirteen in that department, and so you know if we started doing it like that. There's no uh, yeah, I don't know, be a bunch. It would. Thought about it like that. So, AM 720 was started in 1985 as a result of Ronald Reagan's effort to uh, deregulate the government, to cut back on regulations. The FCC opened frequencies that had previously been closed. If you were a U.S. clear channel, it was given to one station, day and night, period. And that was the end of it. And that had been the case since 1934. But the FCC decided that local communities could be served in the daytime by local stations, but they would have to give it up at night for the big national powerhouses. 720 was one of those, one of those frequencies. And through a mistake, through a shady deal, uh, we were originally going to be on 1180, which wouldn't be near what it is. But we ended up down on 720, which was a tremendous improvement. The lower the number, the greater the distance. The best number on the dial is 540. The worst number on the dial is 1600 and expanded band 1700. That's the worst number you can get. Well, it's because of the way it travels, it's wavelength. And so 720 is close to the bottom, that's good. And so it originally came on, and uh, two gentlemen built the station 
and it came on as Great Country Radio, WGCR, 105 Mull Arcade. And we had the first broadcast, Christian broadcast ever aired on it. Uh, I came on, the first day it was on, I came on on a Monday, and I guess that was their first day of broadcasting. And uh, I know this sounds odd, but it's it was true. It was Randy Barton with Take 5. And Take 5 was a joint effort between me and Brother Ray Aiken. Miss Jean named it. And uh, I couldn't afford the thing. We couldn't afford it all the time, so I switched with him. So I'd do a week, he'd do a week. I'd do a week, he'd do a week. And then we got the Sunday morning broadcast. So the Anchor broadcast has been going since continuously since 1985. So it's coming up on 40 years next year. And it, I think it was in September when it started. So after that, over time, I couldn't afford the weekday. We were such we were so small. Our trucks were so little we couldn't afford the weekday. So we gave it up and held on to the weekend. Through a series of events, we uh, one day I walked in and left my tape, and I looked at Ed Anglin, who who he had, had bought out his partner Keith Cole, the two founders, and I said, "Is this station for sale?" And he looked at me and he said, "No." but it can be bought. Well, that started it. That was the week of the 4th of July of the year 1986. That started the ball rolling. And so on the 31st day of December in the year 1986, for the total purchase price of $255,000, 40 folks, known as the Anchor Baptist Church, about 40 folk went in debt over a quarter of a million dollars to buy WGCR. And I tell you how poor we were. Our people went to the bank and got $1,000 loans because back then you could get $1,000 unsecured is all you could get. And they made payments on their gifts. We even borrowed land. We traded Ed lots down on Kiwi. And a fellow up here had, in the church had some land. And what happened was we bought it from him on time, traded the land to Ed as a part of the down payment, and we paid land payments for several years to pay off them lots that we gave Ed England in exchange for GCR, as well as the big, the big balloon, you know, the big money. Yeah, that happened. So... Uh, God in mercy allowed that to happen. Great Country Radio became Gospel Carolina Radio on the 31st day of January in the year of our Lord, 1987. And we have been broadcasting the gospel ever since. We have been off the air for technical difficulties. I think, I think I'm saying it right. I think about three days. I think three days. In how many? 37 years, is that right? Thereabouts? Something like that. The Lord's been good to us. The Lord's been gracious to us. We've had a lot of things. We've, we've had a, we had a small fire 
and the old transmitter, and, and it, it burnt. We had a, uh, a short in the top of the tower on a, a insulator, and that thing exploded. And when it did, it cocked the side of the tower sideways. I thought it was going to fall. Oh, yeah. We had ice, that ice buildup on that guy on that fiberglass insulator made it conductive. That thing blew up. It looked like a feather duster. It was the oddest looking thing you ever saw. Whole top of the tower jerked to one side. I called an engineer. I said, what do we do? He said, go quick. Loosen the other two at the top. Figure out which one it is and loosen them. Said that thing will fall over. And so we did. And we had a company come in and climb it, replace all that, fix all that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we We've, we've been through it, I'm telling you, we have. But the Lord's been faithful. And then from, from just the, the station, from a 1,000-watt clear channel station, daytime, from that we went to 10,000 watts. You could really hear it, West North Carolina. And then from that we went to Internet. We sold off the other two stations that we had bought in the meantime and uh, gave one away. And then uh, for a dollar in the debt, and so whatever the, you know still was owed on it, we gave it away for a dollar, and uh, we went on internet. We're the, we're the oldest continuous broadcasting gospel station on the internet. I've been on it longer than anyone, and uh, continuous. Now there were people in front of us. I will tell you that, but they didn't last. They didn't stay. We've been, we still, you know, we're, we're still broadcasting over the internet, and now it's become huge. Uh, we went from 10,000 to 25,000, and then from 25,000 to 50,000. And then we built the FM, covered the French Broad River Valley. But before we built the FM, we added the music channel, we added the preaching channel, we added the video channel. And so now the Anchor Broadcasting Network is 720 AM, 94 FM, WGCR.net, which is always the radio uh, signal on the Internet. The music channel, which is our music format on the Internet, commercial free, free of charge. The preaching channel, which is a library of thousands of preaching messages that we have from all across America and spanning many years of preaching from all over bunches of different fellows that are already with the Lord. And then the video channel, preaching and singing. Great, great resource. And then, and some of that now is uh, that you can select. You watch what you want, when you want. It's on demand. And so the preaching channel, the video channel, they're on demand. The Lord did all of that. And then the one thing that we never really thought about as it was happening, Sherathon was the means to that we paid for all of that. But Sherathon became a ministry and a column all of its own. Sherathon became one of the largest camp meetings of its kind. Uh, we, two years ago, yeah, it was two years ago. See, it would be two, yeah, I think it's two years ago. The Democratic National convention and they nominated Joe Biden for president they they posted their stats of course that thing went all week 
And they said that they had, I think they had 10 terabytes streamed. 10 terabytes. That same year, we streamed 11 terabytes. More than the Democratic National Convention did. By their own numbers. So if you were to put all of that video streaming end to end, it would be years, years and years of broadcasting. And again, the Lord, the Lord did all that, and the Lord continues to do all that. And we, we continue to stand amazed at what the Lord has done. So if I sound like I'm bragging, I am. I'm bragging on the Savior. Most folks that know me know that I'm just a, uh, I'm just a, a young and raised on the bank of Cathy's Creek and uh, pioneer ancestors on both sides. The Hensons that, that got a land grant from, for their military service, much of Haywood County. On, the mom, on that side, on mom's side, my dad's side, uh, bought a piece that was a land grant from the Continental Congress for service in the Revolution. And uh, we bought King's Camp in 1809. And my, my grandfather's great-grandfather built a poplar log cabin on that property, it was a hunting camp, but he built a poplar log cabin there in 1832. And we have been here ever since. We were at the foot of the mountain from the Revolutionary War till 1832. And one of the sons moved up here, John Barton. And of course our area had not, it was not very old, but we were certainly not the first, but we were one of the early pre-Civil War families to come in what's now the Pisgah National Forest. That's where our homestead was. And so uh, my wife's side, uh, Galloway and Summy, the Galloway's from Scotland and the Summy's from Switzerland. And uh, so we were, we were raised together, Na neighbors, my grandmother and neighbors with them. My, my dad and her dad rode to work together. And uh, you know, so uh, I know uh, she knows. I know everybody she knows, and she knows everybody that I know. And uh, we're not related in any way that we ever we've never been able to track down. But it's unusual that people are not distant related in some way when you have folks that have been here this long. The Galloways, the McCalls, the McKinneys, uh, you know, the Owens. Those are old, old family names that were some of the early settlers of this part of the country. And so. But we were just poor people, you know. I mean, just just poor, hardworking folk, and uh, so, you know, none. I've never lived outside Transylvania County. I've never lived outside of it. Been here all my life. Never lived outside of it. And I bless the Lord that He's done exceeding abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. God's done it. I can't take a, 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 a not one pennies worth of credit because God's done it and he's done it in spite of me not because of me but I'll take it one step further if you take all of our staff as sweet and as good and as hard working folk as they are 
if you added all, all of our righteousness up together combined, I can tell you straight up, it is not work. It's not worth. It's not worthy of your sacrifice in the coming week. We're, we're not. We're not worthy. None of us. The collective of us, we're not worthy. But I can tell you that the gospel message that we carry, as imperfect as we are, the gospel message that we carry is worthy. And the Savior that we seek to serve is worthy. And so in that, I would say to you that uh, the spreading the gospel, getting the gospel out, encouraging the saints, keeping people encouraged, keeping people thrilled and excited about doing something for God. Hey, it's, uh, it's, it's worthwhile. I've dedicated my life to it, and uh, I have no regrets. But if what, I mean, there's a lot of things I, I would regret if I, I mean, if I could go back. Obviously, there's a lot of things. Everybody would. But I just say this. Serving God's not part of it. I've never regretted the time I've given the Lord. And uh, never, never regretted, never regretted his, uh, uh, his you know, service serving him and ne never regretted uh, giving my heart and life to the Lord Jesus and then serving him full time. Never, never regretted it. I have a lot of people tell me, they said, now preacher, if you ever need us, let us know. All right, here you go. I'm dropping a bombshell on you. Here we go. I meet you. Bottom line. We get voted on every year. And you vote with your dollars. Because there's not a contingency. What the bills we're going to pay in the coming year and the next 12 months will raise in the next week. That's it. So without your support, we couldn't do what we do. Without your support, we couldn't continue to do what we do. And I've done told you, I, we're not worthy of your support. But the Lord's worthy. The Lord's worthy. And so... You won't hear me behind the mic asking you to call and giving the numbers. You won't hear that. I'll be moderating the services, but uh, that, that'll be all. And so this is my only plea. This is my only time. This is my only time that I'll be saying anything about it. But if you would be willing to support the ministry here, Again, we sure would appreciate it. And then we got some new folks. According to they, they've said we, they've just started listening. And we've had some folks that have been given for years that we buried this year. Faithful, faithful givers. And so it's going to take some folks that haven't been a part in the past to step up and to give to be able to fill that void of those that are going on. And so pray with us, pray for us. 
But most of all, pray that God will be glorified and that he will be magnified. And I'd say it this way, that he'd be manifest. I, I want people to see the Lord in the days ahead more than anything else. I want people to see the Lord. Somebody said, I thought you was raising money. Hey, if, if God gets in this thing and people see the Lord high and lifted up, we won't have to worry about the money. It's always that way. Can we pray, Father, the best we know how, we bow in your presence. Lord, we dedicate the 2024 share We dedicate it to your glory. For everybody that'll stand behind a microphone and sing, play, announce, preach. For everybody in the offices, for everybody in the audio controls and the mix, everybody in the video controls and the production, everybody in the kitchen, all those assigned to building and grounds, all those, Lord, that will be hosting, Lord, all those that will have a part in any way, those that will come in late and vacuum and mop into the wee hours so there will be a clean facility the next day. Lord, I pray you bless them for their effort. Lord, I'm praying in advance that you'd bless those that you'd put on their heart to support the needs here. Lord, may we ever understand that there is a sacrifice that's being made by so many. And Lord, may we never be cavalier with our spending. Lord, may we never be callous of the sacrifice that others have made so that we could be here. Lord, help us to be wise. Help us to be frugal. Help us to be conservative with all that we seek to do. May we ever stand by the stuff. May we stick with the book. Lord, may you be glorified. And Lord, our prayer is that when all is said and done, the last amen on the second Sunday night, the first Sunday night in March, the second Sunday night of Sherathon, when all is said and done, May people look back and say, we've been with the Lord. Behold our God. We ask and pray these things in Christ's holy name. Amen and amen. I'm Pastor Randy Barton. Till we meet again, whether on the air or in the air, may God richly bless you is our prayer. <laughs>